Hey, Cam. Yes, Don. You ever think about how crammed your trailer is when you go race? Dude, all the time. Race cars, golf carts, jets, power wheels, and all of his toys, his little dirt bikes, his strider bikes, all that stuff. I'm crammed. But I'm sure everybody in motorsports is feeling the same way. Well, now our audience has someone to call. They need to call Lance at lbtrailers.com. Lance is carrying over 70 motorsports haulers in stock options from top to bottom. We always talk about looking the part in motorsports, traveling up and down the road and at the track. Now you can look the part with LB Trailer Sales. Go to online to lbtrailers.com or stop by Facebook at LB Trailer Sales. You have a friend in the trailer business and make sure to tell them that Racers and Rental Cars sent you. Thank you for downloading today's episode of the Racers and Rental Cars podcast, brought to you in part by MotionRaceworks.com. Stop by Motion Raceworks for all your high-performance needs. If you need to go fast, visit MotionRaceworks.com today. What's up, West Coast Cam? What's going on, Don? Long time no talk. Yes, we've been on like a two-week hiatus. I hope our fans and listeners are excited to hear our voices. We have been traveling, bouncing around from race to race, trying to get things done. You've been moving. And uh, we've been letting our listeners down, but we're going to come back with a bang this week as we are going to have Mike Levy from Flow Sports, Vice President of Global Rights Acquisition, is going to be on with us here after a while. But Cam, what's up? I hurt my shoulder two weeks ago in Columbus at National Trails, and the first thing I went for, what was it? Was your CBD MD? Dude, I, was it I the look, freeze? It was the freeze. I have been putting off shoulder surgery for over three years now based off of everything that's going on with my wife. And it is going to happen this off season. But if it was not for the CBD gummies and the CBD MD freeze working on my shoulder, I would not have made it to the finals on Friday last week in Topeka. I promise you that. My shoulder you- was killing me. You finally realized to listen to me and uh, you know, the same stuff I use on my, on my arm all the time. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out of the gummies too. I got to order some more. Oh my God. I, I am grateful for all the listeners. I hope you are too, Cam, that are using the discount code RIRC when they go to CBDMD. When they check out, I know we've had people calling in. My, wife's, my wife is getting the, the hookup on the, the nighttime with the melatonin. Whether it's the dropper or the gummies, she's loving it. I've had, you've seen the emails. I have two people are buying those up. They're, it's helping them to sleep at night. So again, cannot say enough about the CBD MD. Bubba Watson, he's not alone. He's got Cameron Frey and me on board with the CBD MD program. Yes, sir. Cam. What's up? Dude. What's up? 
Christmas, I can I can. Guys over here is so important. He can't even turn his ringer off. I I mean I honestly thought that I did. Hashtag <laughs> unprofessional. Anyways, I'm just saying, dude. You, we have been like out of touch for a while. I must feel. I kind of feel like you're. You've been treating me like uh, an ex-wife, ex-girlfriend, a divorce lawyer, bill collector. I mean, what's going on? Dude, I just got a lot going on, man. Um, bought a new house and uh, just been moving and we moved into it and my wife thought it'd be a great idea to tear it apart. Paid way too much money for it and uh, yeah, <laughs> now we're spending even more as I sit here in my new, even bigger and larger garage um, staring at the new fridge and range oven and what else is in there, dishwasher, microwave. So yeah, we're redoing the kitchen and new flooring and all kinds of stuff going on between that and just uh, trying to run around and come up with some sponsorships so I can get back to the racetrack, but we all know how that's going. Um, not very well for myself and pretty much everyone out there, um, but uh, it's all good. Um, we'll make it happen, but luckily my sponsor, Impy, Inc. has uh, been able to keep me busy with uh, uh, some of their off-road racing. I actually went and did a uh, Class 11 shootout night race at uh, Glen Helen Raceway, and we raced those those bugs on uh, the Lucas Oil off-road short course, which was freaking rad. So Friday night, we, we did the short course. It was like a 30-minute moto, um, which was awesome. I felt like I was Brian Deegan out there. Um, and uh, then Saturday we did, they put us on the motocross track through not only the short course track, but the motocross track and then like through the hills and stuff. It was, uh, it was pretty rad. So uh, luckily, thanks, like I said, thanks to MP and uh, those guys letting me uh, tag along and do that and, you know, stay relevant out there. And, you know, as I stare at uh, all these boxes, the, the closer I get to these boxes out of my garage, the closer I get to um, bring out my carts. So I think I'm going to go do some carting too while I wait for a super comp motor to be finished, which should be done here in a week or so. Yeah, I'm busy, man. I, I Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm having a new child, too. So, we're ha- it's a boy! <laughs> Thus, the new house, guys. Thus, the new house. Bigger, because we're growing. That's what happens. So, that's all I got. Don, he's just out there going to finals and semis and stuff. Yes, we know. Let, you know let's move on with, to our guest. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, the house is growing. Ange is growing. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. So, so now can I call Angie like, like, uh, four foot tall, three foot wide? What? what yeah. Can, how do How do I describe well, Ange now? You could call her. You could call her SpongeBob Square Ange because she's Ange? just just as tall as she is wide. Oh, there we go. But I'm No. Yeah. Right. She. You could barely even tell she's pregnant, to be honest. But um. Yeah. But. She's starting to get a little bit of a belly, but don't let her, don't piss her off too much because she had the sledgehammer in her hand the other day when we were knocking walls out and she was having way too much fun and she was probably pretending that it was my forehead or something. But, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go out on a limb and say she was going, this is Don, smack, this is yeah. Don, smack. Probably. Don lost, All- Don, Don couldn't seal a deal again at the racetrack. <laughs> oh my God, dude. It has been truly a rough uh, three weeks, right? Because we we recorded and ran a show the week of the first in the national back for NHRA, 
and went to the semis there and turned it red when I shouldn't have, of course, everybody, no one should turn it red, but yet I should really shouldn't have that round. Then we left there, went to Columbus for the Jake Sports Nationals along with the Divisional, and you want to talk about a complete and utter epic failure by yours truly. That is exactly what I did in Columbus. Made all the wrong tuning calls, all the wrong driving calls. Wait, let me stop uh, you. Can you start, can you start that over? Cause I like hearing when you admit that you're wrong. Oh, dude, could <laughs> not have made more, could not have made more wrong calls, uh, in Columbus. It was brutally hot. Bar- barometer was like 2850, 4500 foot of air, 150 water grains. I was literally, somebody was standing in front of the car with a water hose and I was trying to burn it through the blower. That's what we're, that's how bad it was. It was just, it was a complete, just horrible. Uh, so what do we do? We leave there, head to Topeka and test it on Wednesday. And when I put the car away Wednesday night, I promise you, I had the same feeling of, I really just wanted to kind of pack up and go home. It was like, we were just, it was just like, we were not good. Right, it just was not good. As what's the NASCAR term? We were not good off the truck. We were not good off the truck. And uh, for whatever reason, Thursday uh, continued to show that we were not good off the truck. As I lost a radiator cap first round of qualifying, and saw this big old whoosh over top of the windshield. Uh, Might as well just say rookie on the side of that car. Jeez, oh, dude, no kidding, no kidding. Uh, but yeah, no, so that was horrible. Got through qualifying and yeah, ended up going to the finals on the first race. And I want to talk about that later at the end of the show, because I've got a new Don's rant this week and you are going to love it, Cam, because (laughs) it will, it will coincide with something that happened to you not too long ago. But that being said, let's get, I better prepare. You better you better prepare. There you go. Drink your uh, soda, sparkling soda water that you people drink on the West Coast. No, I mean also I would have gone with our Alaskan Brewing Company beer. Shout out to Mr. Owen for uh, sponsoring us in uh, Alaskan Brewing Company beer. But it's only like one o'clock here, so I feel that I should probably at least wait till five. But anyway, you, let's get on. You with should. It. You should. And I'm going to get on the Alaskan beer program. Yes, thank you very much. I have the box here. I have got to get it open and put in the fridge. Just so, send it to me because I've already drank pretty well all of them. Yeah, not happening. You, you need to drink something other than White Claws, but that's another conversation that we'll share with Mike later on. Let's get Mike Levy, Vice President, Global Rights Acquisition. He's got a title that's so long it won't fit on the bottom of a business card, but he works with a company that is a game changer for the world of sports and I'm not I know it's a motorsports show but he works for a company that's going to change motorsports for us but they've been changing sports for going on 13 years now Mike are you there sir I'm here can y'all hear me yes sir welcome, welcome to the show sir to Gasket Montana Brewing Company beer Alaska, yeah, I think, what, what is it, Cam? Alaska. Where are we? Sorry, I got in trouble there. I already blew it. Alaska. Uh, no, Alaska. We were, uh, I'll give you the backstory real quick. Uh, we were bitching and complaining about how we didn't have a beer sponsorship for this podcast, and one of our awesome listeners is from Alaska, and he lives next to the Alaskan Brewing Company 
brewery in Alaska, apparently, and he sent us cases of beer. So I guess we're considered sponsored now. So, yeah, that's what that was all about. Got it. Yeah. Sorry for screwing up your sponsorship. No, no. <laughs> hey, hey, Mike, we're going to, I mean, you know, we never know. It might be a, a, a business-to-business deal we can work out there for new advertising rights on Flow Sports. There you I go. Love I love it. We need uh, the beer territory filled, too. <laughs> now you're talking my style. Mike, uh, all right, let's 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 educate our listeners really quick. 30-second elevator pitch. Tell our audience about Flow Sports and what they're going to do for motorsports. So Flow Sports, uh, a really interesting place. I, I came from ESPN. I worked at ESPN for nine years and, and found my way over to Flow on this idea that – we were going to give underserved sports the sort of love that ESPN and NBC and Fox had been given to the NFL and college football and the NBA. And it, it was an issue of fairness, right? That, that you got all these sports out there and, um, you know, God didn't come down to earth and say football shall be king. Football became king because it was well marketed. Um, so philosophically, we have a belief that there is no reason why Drag racing or fast pitch softball or rugby can't be the next football in America. Um, if brought along with great storytelling, context building, investment, um, we, we believe that any of these sports have the ability to grow to that size um, if the community is willing and um, accepts us and what we're trying to invest back into the sport. Um, our mission is to grow sport. Um, and that aligns with a lot of what we see, particularly in the drag racing space. Um, and, and, and we're in this now uh, to really pursue growing the sport in a way that we think we can. We think we're uniquely positioned to do so. Yeah, well, if, if anybody's, you know, there's probably a bunch of listeners that have actually probably been uh, associated or might even have memberships to you with all the sprint car stuff. We have a lot of sprint car listeners. Um, you know, I, you guys did majority of Indy Sprint Week, didn't you? We did. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So, uh, you know, you already got, you already got some fans on our show, so, which is really cool. And we're excited to, uh, definitely see what uh, is going to happen within, uh, the drag racing space. Cause, uh, it's something that's definitely needed. <laughs> well, we think so. I mean, you know, you mentioned that the, the sprint car stuff and the dirt track stuff in particular, you know, we started, um, we, we found a partner in Kevin Miller over at USAC who believed in our mission um, and saw what we were able to do in other sports, notably wrestling, a little bit of hockey and some of these other places, and believed, as we did, that the sport needed a little bit of consolidation, um, that the, the, the prices that fans were having to pay in order to watch great content um, was prohibiting the sport from growing, and the fact that it was so fragmented in that space was prohibiting sponsorship from really investing, because if you're VP racing, you know, that's a lot of transactions you got to do to cover the entirety of the sport. And so for all sorts of reasons, data was telling us, like real actual data was suggesting that if this stuff started coming together and then we do what we do with the storytelling aspect and the marketing and the content, and then, of course, adding value to the live production aspect, um, we could meaningfully grow that community and that sport. And it has worked. We've only been doing it for two years, but I think you can make an argument that we're the leader in the clubhouse right now in the sport of dirt track racing. 
in terms of volume of events that we do and the audience that we've been able to um, to build on the subscription side. Um, we're going to do over 800 events in the next 12 months of grassroots dirt track racing. So we saw a similar opportunity in drag racing. Um, this is a sport that, as far as we can tell, has never truly been invested in from a media perspective, from a distribution perspective. Um, and those are and there's huge passion. We know there's huge passion in that sport. So those are some of the identifiers that we look at um, as as opportunities for us to do what we do. And we're literally at the one yard line. We got 99 yards to go, and 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 we've got a lot to learn and a lot to build on. But um, all of the indicators from our perspective are there, and we're we're really genuinely enthusiastic about what we want to do in this sport and the amount that we intend to invest into it. Okay, and okay, so it's kind of like uh, right now we're doing like the job interview, right? So I'm over here, and you're saying all the things that's making me nod my head up and down, and I'm going yes, yes, in agreement, in agreement. So let's keep let's keep me with my head moving up and down, north and south. What is it that uh, what is it that a drag racing fan can ex- or not fan a drag racer can expect? Uh, or look for for Flow Sports to do for them as a driver and their and their marketing partners. What would be like one of the very first things that they would be able to see on the surface that's a difference maker from Flow Sports over any of the other live streaming companies that have that have been out there or are out there currently. So the first thing that is an important factor is. There's not going to be like some instantaneous, massive change overnight. Um, We are not experts yet at drag racing. And I think you'll find that we're not going to pretend to be at first. One of the ways that we build trust and authenticity in the marketplace is to really learn what's going on. And we have a surface-based education, right? We've obviously made, maybe you don't know, maybe your audience doesn't know, we, we recently acquired Speed Video, which is a division of Power Auto Media. Um, and, and we have a lot to learn and we recognize that, but what we have here across our company, and we have 25 different sports channels across our portfolio of flow sports. Most people are not familiar with flow sports as a brand. They're familiar with flow wrestling or flow track or flow grappling or flow baseball, flow football, flow hoops, et cetera, et cetera. And flow racing is obviously one that has really taken off here in the last two years. And what we've done there is taken what has already been built up successfully with people like you and James Lawrence at Power Auto Media and Speed Video and what NHRA has done. And what we want to do is we we literally want to put fuel on that. Um, we have a subscription base that is significant here. We have a fan base that is already significant here. So you can expect more eyeballs on races for sure instantaneously because of the size of our platform, yes. But what you're going to really see in time is our desire to invest in storytelling, our desire to invest in the culture of the sport, our our desire to help drivers and race teams build sponsorship, because the goal that we have is, and with our investment, the expectation should be, is that we're going to grow the economy of the sport. And we will not be successful as an organization at Flow Sports, and we haven't been successful as an organization at Flow Sports where we have cases that we're not growing the economy for everybody. Um, 
And that is the mark of success for us is when, you know, Don O'Neill can go and get, you know, 2x sponsorship revenue from one of your existing sponsors because the value of being associated with Flow Racing has fundamentally increased the value of everything that you're doing. That's that's winning to us. That um, sounds really cool as a, you know, coming from a driver's point of view. You know, it's really hard, like, unless you're the top couple drivers out there in whatever sport, dirt track, drag racing, whatever it is, it's really hard to fight for that that media time. And obviously our sponsors are paying just as much money as the next guy to try to get up there. But when you have people that are, you know, filling the pockets or, you know, paying extra to be on TV more or whatever, like it's really hard. I mean, so why wouldn't say my sponsor want to be on X driver's you know, car or whatever, because they're going to get more TV time, which that's really cool that you're interested in bringing more of the driver and, you know, that aspect for everybody, because it's, it, that's very important. You know, people don't realize a lot of the stuff like your gen- general fan doesn't see that kind of thing. They just think, Oh, well, I, I see this guy all the time on TV, blah, blah, blah. But they don't realize that, you know, look at NASCAR, there's 40 drivers on the grid. I mean, the guy that was probably in, 25th place probably is you know maybe he's paying a little less you know to be on the side of the car but shoot not that much less yeah so i'll give you an example of some of the stuff that we do look philosophically a lot of people might disagree with me and be upset with me for saying this but we, we generally have the 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 opinion that putting out a live stream is kind of commoditized right it is not hard anymore to figure out how to get a live stream of a race out there. That is not what's going to necessarily immediately differentiate your experience with flow racing. Yeah. Well, we're going to put more races out there. We're going to spend more to have a little higher production quality, certainly. And we're going to scale production to the quality of the events, but where it gets really exciting and where we see the growth is like you mentioned, Indiana sprint week. We went out there with a production team and we started doing all access pieces. So we did an all access piece of Chris Windham. We did an all access piece with Justin Grant. And we did all that stuff before knowing the results of the race. We were doing that to hype what we were doing at that specific event, whether it's at Kokomo or wherever, and give give people, whether they're avid fans, casual fans, or new to the sport, a reason to have interest. Because typically, you can't just put up a live show and expect people to find it, and certainly not find it live. You have to give people a reason to have an emotional connection with whatever it is that's on their screen. And in our case, it's any screen. It's Amazon, Roku, Apple TV, your phone, whatever, because we're going to invest in all that. But it doesn't matter if we're on all those different devices if you're not giving fans a reason to watch. We are as incented as the drivers, the teams, the tracks, and everybody else to try and get people interested. We have a premium price. We know we have a premium price, which means we have to invest back in to get folks motivated to watch it. That's typically where we have seen alignment in all the sports that we've done. And we've got a lot of reps at that. Maybe more than anybody in the industry, we've got reps at trying to figure out how to get people interested in watching underserved sports Hmm. well now that so from that standpoint i like i like hearing all of that because you know cam and i talk a lot about 
the fact when when you're dealing with sponsors or relationships, it's the backstory, it's it's the emotional connection between brands. You know, Cam mentioned his you know his sponsor Empy and and the Volkswagen and so forth. There you have you you have to have some sort of connection, customer connection, relationship building, and so that is something where. You know, I I think it's fair to say, I don't think I'm saying anything that anyone else would disagree with, but for us in the quote-unquote Lucas Oil Racing Series and drag racing, we, we have to be our own media and PR. We don't get, you know, we don't have someone that's, you know, at the NHRA, at the Mellow Yellow side for Fox or FS1 that, that really is interested in doing you know, backstory or as you say, you know, the connection pieces, if you will, and promoting that tie in. It's mainly the pros. It's always the pros and their stories. And we, I, Camel may disagree because he's, Kim is a pro driver. Don't let him confuse you, Mike. He is a pro driver. As you can see he's sitting back over there drinking, lean back in his chair. That's a pro driver. Nonetheless, uh, you know, we all, <laughs> I, could, I tried to keep going with a straight face and I started laughing. Damn it. Um, we want the opportunity to be able to connect with the fan. And I think sometimes a lot of fans cannot connect with pro drivers because they're pro drivers. They get paid to drive race cars. So they don't really have the nine to five or so forth. However, Cam does have a nine to five. Uh, but that's what we want to do. We want to have a resonating relationship. So am I hearing you like Flow Sports is going to come out here and eventually the growth pattern is, you know, they're going to be doing driver interviews and backstories and promoting it through social media to kind of help push and support the, the grassroots effort? Yes, we have to. It doesn't work if we don't. If in 12 months time, you're not seeing that out of Flow Racing, it's not working. <laughs> um because what, what we do is we, we test and then we invest, right? So we're in test phase right now. We've invested, certainly. But now that we've invested, we're learning, right? You're not going to see us come in all of a sudden and fundamentally do things completely differently. We got to learn. We got to understand how users are going to use our platform. We got to understand how they engage with the sport on social media, we got to understand their buying patterns. When, when, when are they most interested in these races? When are, they, when are they coming on? How do we incorporate sponsors in a way that might be innovative or effective? How do we work with drivers to bring them into the live show or to get them on podcasts on our platform also? Who are the 1099ers that we got to go out and pursue to add a level of expertise to flow racing and drag racing that we currently don't have? We don't want to make a mistake and just go in too fast and end up alienating a community that is accustomed to something in a certain way. So we really are going to take probably six months in complete and total honesty and learn and apply what speed video has done historically, bring it to our platform, do a bunch of research and then figure out in 2021, how, how do we amplify it? Where are the areas? We might send surveys out to all of our subscribers because we're bringing on the speed video subscribers onto the flow racing platform, by the way, all those pre-existing subscribers, as soon as we can get them migrated over to Flow, which is a work in progress as we speak, are instantly going to get access to everything Flow Sports does. Everything. Football, cool. basketball, hockey, all of it, right? So value add instantly on that end. We'd like to understand how they interact with that too. 
Um, so we're going to take that time to really try and understand the consumer before we start making assumptions about what they want. And you're probably going to find that we start surveying fans. What are you missing? What helps you become a better fan? What would help your son or your daughter? Because you mentioned before in our pre-call about how do you bring younger fans? What gets younger fans excited? We want to learn all that. And trust me when I tell you, we collect data on everything. And we use that data. This is the difference between us and linear television. We use that data and we can push and pull different levers in real time. And we have a 300-person staff in Austin, Texas, where we're headquartered, whose mission is to optimize the experience and build stuff that fans love. So that's the mission here on the drag racing space. I don't think, maybe with the exception of NHRA, right, because that's what they do, anybody has ever come into this sport and said, this is what we're going to do. This is how much we're going to invest. This is how we're going to build a sport because we're in it and we're dedicated to it. And we're going to give it every possible shot we can to make it a heck of a lot bigger than it is right now. And we're going to need the whole community. We're going to need to build alliances with the whole community in order to make that happen. No, that, that sounds really promising and encouraging. That's for sure. Maybe, uh, Maybe I shouldn't say that. I was saying maybe maybe NHRA might be able to <laughs> take some notes too. Well, hey, we we'd love to work with NHRA also. Yeah, I mean, we we have big eyes. Um, we're not. It it would be a disappointment to me personally to stop here. Right? We did the speed video thing. We got to learn, but um, our our intention is not just to do this and then just kind of sit back. Um, yeah. No, I mean absolutely. At, at, at the end of the day, like I mean, every you're everything you're saying, you're, you're you're touching all the right points and you know pushing the right buttons. So we're uh, extremely uh, excited to see. And you know, Don said that I'm a pro driver. I mean, yes, I am. But I also bracket race. My wife bracket races, and you know, like I I've been in the sport for 22 years. So like I I get it. And you know, it sounds super encouraging. And you know, not not to take anything away from speed video or and all these other um, people that are doing it now. It's just, you know, maybe like you said, you guys can all work together and, and at the end of the day, we just want to grow the sport and, and put more eyes on it. So therefore everybody can get more sponsorship, keep this thing going, keep the wheels turning, et cetera. So, so the, so the interesting thing, Cam, and it's kind of worth noting, right? You know, we, we got 25 different stories here to tell about different sports mm -hmm. and every sport, the community has its little differentiators, right? Um, of how they like this or how they like that or whatever. But what we found is universal is that all of the communities that we're in, and we're like the 25 different communities that we're in, they, they want to be loved. They want somebody to treat them the way ESPN treats college football. Right. And, <laughs> um, you know, you think about it. ESPN created college football. Back yeah. in, you think about the early 80s, there were three college football games on a weekend, and they created, they built college football. They built a market. And now it's things massive, right? Now they're struggling to control it. It's gotten so big. Mm -hmm. What an amazing story that would be if we look back on this in 15 to 20 years. And we've got a situation where drag racing has grown because everything's going digital, right? We know that. We're on trend on that front. It's still growing. Core cutting still happening. We're riding that wave. 
where in 10 to 15 years, Flow has built something up so big in drag racing that Fox and NBC and ABC call and are like, NHRA, we want to pay you for your rights a lot. We've all done very well if we get to that place. Absolutely. So we're, we're trying to build that economy here. This, we're, not, we're not just tiptoeing into this thing. Our, our expectation is that we grow the economy, and that should be across the sport. Well, I, I know for one that I'm looking forward to it. Uh, as as we you know, I discussed with you before we went on air. I was told that Flow Sports was going to be a game changer, and everything that you're saying is is going to change the game for us in our level of motorsports as we as we all are trying to grow and exceed and bring more uh, value to to our sponsors and to our partners as we all try to grow in the space as well as grow the sport. Uh, especially in these difficult times as 2020 has just been a completely abnormal year for everyone. It, it's nice to know that, that we've got some, you know, resemblance of sunshine at the end of the tunnel to, to move forward. So um, I appreciate your time and your insight. And I hope that all our listeners will go to flow sports and check them out. Uh, and I'm sure that at some point we'll get together and we'll work out. I don't know. Maybe we can work out a discount code or something for our listeners off the podcast, Mike, to, so that you know, know where you're, where our audience is coming from. We'll have to work together on that, but I don't want to hold you up much longer. I know you've got an, another meeting coming up, but I say that, but you have to answer a couple questions that we do with all our guests before we let them go. And the first question is, you get to send one Christmas card to anyone in the world of motorsports. Who would you send it to? Oh, man. I'm going to make some enemies by answering that question. No, that'll be the now, next you know, one. Not, that'll be the next one. <laughs> one Christmas card, alive or dead? Um, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to have fun with it. Uh, we're on target here. We're talking drag racing. I'm going to send my Christmas card to Glenn Cromwell. Ooh, there you go. Nice. Wow. Now that is a first that it's going to Glenn. Glenn has a couple in the other category that we're going to get to on the next question. Uh, but, uh, that, that is, that is very nice. Glenn, you're going to get Get a check mark there. Yes, in full disclosure, I think I think in 21, Glenn Cromwell and I will have known each other for 15 years. I knew Glenn when he was with Feld Entertainment uh, way back in the day, if you will. I, so, I was I was advised once. Uh, I was like, never never get on a podcast or a panel or something. You, you got to say at least something that'll get some attention. So. <laughs> well, you, you knocked that one out of the park because, like I said, no one's ever sent Glenn Cromwell a Christmas card from the show. Uh, well, wow. he's very strategic <laughs> in his answers, and I like that. I like that. I like guy. it. I, I like. I like planning. I like planning. Yeah. All right, next question for you, Mike. <laughs> oh yeah, these these are this this will be the one that you'll get in trouble on. All right, you get to send one WTF card to anybody in motorsports. Who's it going to? I could get in a lot of trouble on that one. <laughs> That's typically what we're going for. <laughs> we like to stir the pot. Uh, I, I will not say what I want to say. 
Uh, oh, come I won't on. do it. I won't that's do literally it. the precursor to everyone that answers this question. I'm they not going to say, and then that's usually when Don or I chime in and say, ah, nobody's listening to this podcast anyways. And then, Absolutely <laughs> not. We, and then they get in trouble like three weeks later when everybody does listen to it. And <laughs> so here, here's, here's the truth. Um, since we entered motorsports in 2017, we have been treated really, really well. The community has embraced us. Rights holders have embraced us. Tracks have embraced us. Um, it, it has. There, there really isn't anybody that has we've had friction with, uh, which is awesome and very lucky. And will probably change the minute I get off this podcast. Um, but um, you know, we we want to be the epicenter for motorsports in 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 the U.S. for grassroots motorsports. That that's what we want to do. Uh, we we want to do it in circle track. We want to do it in drag racing. We think there's an opportunity in in, in two wheel on, on on motorbike. And I, I see all that grassroots stuff at NASCAR, and I think to myself, man, I we could help. We could help NASCAR by telling those stories and dedicating ourselves 24 seven and helping getting that stuff tied in with all the other grassroots. So my, what the, my WTF is come on over NASCAR. We're ready to work with you and we're ready to grow the sport uh, uh, on, on all levels of motorsport, the grassroots level in the U S there you go. Like now that. that, that is a, that's the first for NASCAR to get a WTF on our show. That is well, I, you know, I don't, I don't see like Sprint Cup being on flow anytime in the near future. Um, but you know, you, you think about, you think about what we can do with ARCA and how we market the teams and the storytelling and all the stuff that I've been talking about. It's like, I believe we add value um, uh, to fans and data collection, which I know is really important to them. And um, you know, flow. Flows pretty quickly becoming a real player in the sports media landscape nationally. We've got great investors and we're doing some things. So we need to elevate the game. I like it. it. I like it. All right, Mike, we got to let you go. But before you go, tell everybody where they need to go. Check out Flow Sports and specifically Flow Racing. Uh, We have a full week of events uh, on the drag side, on the dirt track side. And then while you're there, you can – after you subscribe, you can check out all the other great things that we're doing across our different channels. We think you'll love it. And if you don't, hold us accountable. Ooh. Oh, I like the clothes. I like the clothes. Mike, sir, thank you very much for your time. I know, I know you're an extremely busy person. We've been trying to get you on for about a month now. And uh, I'm just happy that we were able to squeeze you in. Thank you for squeezing us in, and uh, I will definitely be in touch with you in the upcoming weeks. Thanks, guys. This is fun. We'll see how bad it was in a couple of days here. <laughs> <laughs> right care, on, Mike. Thank you gr- very much. All right, guys. Have Appreciate great- your time. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Have a great day. Cam, I'm stoked. That is going to be awesome for us that are out here in the marketing world as racers with our sponsors to be able to look to Flow Sports to help us out. Oh, absolutely. I mean, with, with everything going on in the world and, you know, it's, it's very encouraging to hear somebody talk about drag racing in a positive manner. I mean, a lot of times, you know, sometimes we kind of get strung through the mud a little bit with, I mean, even all motorsports, sometimes they, there's all these cliches and stuff. And 
and for for like he's saying he's got investors and you know all these i mean this isn't just like some dude in his garage like i'm sitting in my garage uh talking about how he's gonna evolve you know bring the the game to a bigger world like i mean they're talking i mean guys go to their website and, and scope it out like i mean this isn't this isn't some third grade science fair project or media project he's He's got it dialed in. I mean, hell, did you hear the did you hear the guy's freaking title? Hello, global rights acquisition. And his cliche that that really hit home for me was test and invest. And that's that right there. Show I, you're going to make mistakes. They're open minded about it. He mentioned it numerous times that they know. Mm-hmm that they get one chance to make an impact so they're going to they're going to take their time as they progress through obviously they're not a small company if if you're listening out there and you go check out flow sports they are not a small company uh in the in the media rights world and so you know they've had the opportunities to stub their toe and make mistakes and then to continue on and be successful so I, I just, you know, I'm looking forward at the fact of the next six, you know, six to 12 months, where, where are we going to have our opportunities at to be involved and be able to leverage our partnerships as, you know, as race drivers and team owners and so forth to, to work with a company like them and being able to expose their, their fan base to our fans and to our sponsors and partners. So I, I'm pretty stoked about that. Heck yeah. Well, speaking of partners, what? I guess we'll just lead right into the manscaped moment of the week. Don, uh, before you give yourself, you know, a pat on the back, I'm going to do it for you. So I'm going to give Don the manscaped moment of the week for going to the semis and a final round. I mean, he didn't seal the deal. So, I mean, maybe I'll give you a half moment of the week, but. Yes, congratulations on all of your success. I know you've been uh, having some troubles with that car, so that's really cool that uh, you've been able to make that happen. But I just I see the reason why I'm giving it to you is because I hope I hope you're all groomed up with the lawnmower 3.0 before you go and uh, accept that volley in the winter circle or something. So maybe maybe the boys weren't dialed in or something. So that way you know the manscaped gods weren't just weren't letting you uh, go for the last round. But you know I'll leave that up to you or somebody else to decide <laughs> hey i will tell you right now i i will accept your you know you giving me a half of a manscape moment of the week but i look all serious on friday i was wearing my manscape underwear see, uh, see now you got lucky manscaped underwear which comes with uh, the kit and you buy it. it it comes with the kit and i'm here to tell you right now i had my manscape underwear on on friday and some people would tell you that I was a winner on Friday, even though I turned it red, because I could have been in the shutdown when Mr. Firestone was bouncing off the right wall and bouncing off the left wall, and I could have also been involved in that accident. But I was just idling down the racetrack. So I'm gonna there you call go. that you a win. Had to, yeah, you would have had to change your manscape chonies. I would have totally. Yeah. But but my manscape moment of the week. Sorry. It's not Kyle Larson. Shocker. It probably should be because that guy's still on fire in Sprint He's still winning. He's still winning. Oh, man. Did you see his quote? Before I get to my Manscaped moment, did you see his quote in his interview? Yeah, I'd like to try NASCAR. I'd probably be winning a lot, but I'm still winning a lot over here. 
How yeah. about that? Take uh, that. Take that. But nonetheless, my Manscaped moment of the week is James Kunkel. And I hope I say his last name right. He doubled up in Topeka, two race wins in Super Comp, in a door car with a reverse throttle stop. Going 120 miles an hour. Come get you some. I'm holding two Wally. I did not see that, but that is badass. I love the Dude. reverse throttle stop. I've always wanted to try it, but that's hell yeah, that's really cool. Especially in a door car, man. Dude, door like car, d- old school Lumina. I mean, through the roof, man. Awesome. James, double up, dude. Do you get the Manscaped moment of the week? RIRC discount code. Guys, go check them out. Get yourself a Manscaped kit. Canada, we're shipping to you. Australia, Australia. we're shipping to you. Come on yep. with it. Get, get, sign up. I'm telling you, sign up. Get yourself a Manscaped kit. Thank you very much to Manscaped for their sponsorship of the Manscaped moment of the week. Again, folks, RIRC as you check out discount code. All right, dude. Cam, we've had a great guest. Uh, We've talked about our partners. We've got a new partner that's coming on board. We've got to give them some love. And, and unfortunately, this is not going to be a shocker. Yeah, I mean, it really should not be a shocker about our new partner. Our new partner that we're announcing, K&N Filters. For over 50 years, K&N's been an industry leader in filtration technology, offering products to increase vehicle performance, protection, and longevity for automotive enthusiasts worldwide. Whether you're searching for an air filter to help protect your engine and increase performance or a cabin air filter to keep the interior of your vehicle clean and fresh, probably keep COVID out too, maybe. Or an air intake system to provide extra horsepower and torque that you can feel. K&N has five decades of engineering expertise that you can trust. Visit knnfilters.com, search for your high-performance products, and when you check out, use the discount code RIRC, and you're going to get a free oil filter with any air filter purchase. So again, oh. go to knnfilters.com, RIRC, free oil filter at checkout with any air filter purchase. Thank and you, I must K&N say, Filters. I must say, I've been using K&N Filters in the Super Comp car for many years now, so uh, they're a great product, and... Yeah. They they cut open quite nicely too if need be, unfortunately. <laughs> That's what I had to do the last time I took one off. <laughs> but Oh my god. But they but they filtered all that stuff out of there and luckily the engine survived. So kudos there to K&M. There you go. Myself personally 13 years since 2007 K&M filters has been riding with me. So thank you again to Steve Williams and Tony Yorkman over at K&M filters and Christian whole entire team for coming on board with racers in rental cars RIRC get your free oil filter with the purchase of an air filter alright Cam here we go he's getting spun up ladies and gentlemen it's been two weeks um, that's a drum roll go alright Cam Don's rant 2020 Believe it or not, he's like standing up, pacing right now. And if, for those of you that can't see, he's like, he's like literally gearing up for this. I should just do a play-by-play. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, he's walking up to the microphone. 
He is moving his glasses up off of his nose. He, I can actually see the beads of sweat coming off of his forehead because he's sitting in the shop and it's probably hotter than the gates of hell in Indiana. Take it, Don. It is. It's 90 degrees in here with no AC. Get you some of that. All right, we're going to talk about sportsmanship. <laughs> Let's talk about sportsmanship, Cam. I, oh, I Cam. don't know anything about it. Cam, so a racer this past week was involved in an issue on the starting line that I witnessed that severely perplexed me to the point that I just don't understand. I, I just don't understand where the where sportsmanship and ethics and integrity has gone in the world of drag racing. I saw a driver roll the beans while another driver was pre-staged, and the starter allowed the driver to back up and try again. And I've actually it, been in that situation. Somebody did that to me. And I lost my lunch, dude. Yeah, and I actually lost the round. I was nice and let them, you know, restage again, and I lost the round. No, negative. All right, so let's let's have a little let's have a little conversation about this. So in drag racing, you get one chance for a forward motion to stage your car. One. I want to reemphasize this again. You get one chance to move forward to stage your car. You burn out across the line, you backed up, your crew guy did everything he was supposed to do, he motioned you forward, you started spooling your car up, and you drove through the beams. You should have continued on down the racetrack because you lost your one chance to stage your car properly. It's not a like a gray area it's not like open for interpretation it's not so if you're a drag racer out there and i was in topeka and you roll through the beams stop your car back up and try again because it's allowed and it shouldn't be you know the rules be a sport have some integrity about yourself Drive down the racetrack like you should have. Oh, so don't you're saying don't be a sport and let the person restage. In eliminations? No. Yeah, this, mine was too. Needless to say, I wasn't very happy at the end of the racetrack, but, you know. No, I, didn't like, I, didn't like, I didn't throw my helmet or lash out or anything, but. Well, that would make you a bigger person than the, the driver that was in the other lane because he lost his lunch. He turned <laughs> on a wind light, but he still lost his lunch. It's still the principle of it. That, you, know, you understand what I'm saying? I, I do. I pick up what you're laying down there, Don. Yeah. yeah. Qualifying? Sure. No big deal. Uh, you know, it's okay because it's practice run. No big deal. Eliminations? You've had practice. There's no do-overs. This is a job. See, and I think that's wherein lies the difference for a lot of people when they go, oh, it's not that big a deal. Excuse me? It is a big deal. You get a do-over at your job? That's okay. No worries. You can wait till tomorrow. 
So, I mean, I'm surprised that your tongue's like tied to a piece of rope or something right now and you're not talking. It is tied to a piece of rope. All right. Why why aren't you putting your two cents in? Because I don't know. I don't know. Okay, if I was in that situation again, because I even asked, I was like, "What? What even happened up there?" Like, and you know, I was looked at like I was kind of an idiot because I even said something. Which the only thing I guess I can say is know the rules before you play the game. And if you can't play by the rules, maybe you should play a different game. But I think I mean, if the guy if the guy won the round. And he was still crying. I mean, maybe I'm sure. Yes, it's okay to say something like, "Hey, man, you know, you really shouldn't have done that," or whatever. But like, if he lost his lunch, like you um, happened to see or witness, I mean, did he try to hit the guy? No, he thought about it though. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been there too. So it's uh, <laughs> there's you just gotta you just gotta roll with the punches, literally. Yeah, I, I'm. I, no, you know the rules. When you so the thing with it is, is that you did something that that's that that you you put your good name, your last name, and your integrity on the line, and you chose the easier wrong versus the harder right. You know the rules. You drove what through round, the beams. What? Well, I think it should also have something to do with the starter, too, because if the starter he allowed needs to it to go, happen, That's right, and the starter needs to go to Taco Bell. Yeah, because that's because I guess at the end of the day, the starter has the final say as to what happens on the racetrack. So can't overrule the rule book. Well, in that situation, it's he a, obviously did. <laughs> so because what so he should have done, what he should have done is flip the switch when he rolled deep or whatever he, the guy did. He should have flipped the switch, even if the other guy wasn't ready. Oh no, no! How about this? The driver, when the guy rolled through, the driver had already had the pre-stage beam on. He rolled right in and lit the bottom bulb and waited for the red light to come on because that's what should have happened. What class was this? Oh, I don't know. Might have been top <laughs> sportsman. Did it? Was it? Was it you? Did uh, it happen to you? Somebody, it might have been somebody that looked like me. Did it? Silver fox hair, red car on one side, green car on the other? Possibly. Okay. Which side of the which <laughs> which side of the door panels were we looking at? Which lane were you in? The winning lane or the uh, bonehead lane? Oh no, no, I was in the winning lane. But oh, okay. I so had, you were the guy I that had, was pissed off. Oh yeah, buddy. Because you made me have to win a round 1,320 feet away when I actually won the round six inches ago. Boy, you just won it twice. It was like a you know, two-for-one deal. Neg- <laughs> it was a two-for-one because I had to buy next round. Oh, so that was a three-for-one because you won twice because you raced him twice. <laughs> right. And right, then you got exactly. a buy. So it was actually a three-for-one. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. No, it was, it was not pretty. Because I'm sitting there staged. Did said individual get in your face yeah. at the finish line? Was there an altercation? No, 
No, there was. Because if there was, I'd love to hear about it. No, there was a verbal discussion. Heated? And my friend. Oh, yes, very heated. As I said, you have no morals, you have no values, you have no ethics, you have no integrity. You've been doing this game long enough. You knew that you what you did was wrong. You have no sportsmanship. You should have drove down the racetrack. And as far as I'm concerned, you and me were done. Wow. And what did said individual say to that? It, it didn't matter. Did yeah, they again. try to rebuttal? Did they try to rebuttal? See, oh, it's yeah, really how? it's really funny to me to, to be on this side of it because I've been in said situation before. It, yeah, it ended It ended a little differently. Um, uh, my, my, yeah, my, I mean, yeah, there was no physical contact because I said if but, you need to go to your car, well, your hey, car, I'm at my car. You need to go to your car. So did the said individual try to apologize or just shrug no, you off? No, or no, it was an excuse. Say filed, F yes, you excuse or no, no, there was no swear words. I, I'm, I'm not, look th- again, this is my job. And I think that's where when people say, you know, I had somebody say, well, you still won. But if I would have lost, it's not like I would have been reinserted. You allowed the action to take place. The starter allowed the action to take place. Exactly, exactly. And so at that point, again, as I try to infer to people, as there are so many that do it as their passion and it's something that they enjoy doing, this is my job. And so if I came to work where you work at and screwed with you while you were trying to do your job, you probably wouldn't be very happy either. And therein lies the difference between me and quite a few people. And I, I mean, there was nothing. The only things that should have been said were from the driver, the starter, and the uh, operations director should have been, Don, we're sorry that we allowed that to happen. That, that none of those words have ever been said. What did Bruce Willis say to AJ on Armageddon? I will never do that again or something like that, right? <laughs> He's like, AJ, well, I see, that's, hear five. That's, see, there's more, there's, there's more people involved that should be apologetic than just said driver. No, but in it my, starts in with my the opinion. driver. Well, this starts with you. You're, you're in the car. You rolled the beans. You're the first. No, I, you, I get you, that. I do. Yeah. I do. But the starter let it happen. And then did you have a conversation with the starter? Nope. Well, I'm not, it's again, I'm there to do my job. Why do I need to come to have a conversation with you? Cause if I have a conversation with you, I'm probably going to tell you, you need an application to Taco Bell because you, you can't pay attention. And the worst part about it is, here's and if the you do part. get the job at Taco Bell, can you please tell them to bring the double decker taco back and put Just napkins saying. in the back? Just saying, <laughs> especially in COVID, we're not supposed to touch anything. Thank ah. you. But but you want to know what's the worst part about everything, Cam? What the whole thing is on video. Not not just Drag Racer TV. It's on a GoPro from a rear facing twenty feet away angle of the whole deal. Uh, that's nothing. It could have been on national television. Ah, but up, up. Come at me, bro. I'm just saying. I, again, all I'm saying is, is it's sportsmanship, and I have no problem admitting it. If I rolled the beams, I would have continued right on down the racetrack. I've rolled the beams in Supercomp before, and just continue on down the racetrack. Did the per- you, you, does the person? You said the person knew better too, right? 
So. Oh yeah, absolutely. You're driving a turbo car. You know that you have to start spooling to stage. When you start spooling and you drive through the beams, continue on down the racetrack, sir. Thank you for playing. I got you. You know what I mean? Right? Hey, this isn't like we're a Saturday night uh, powder puff here, big guy. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I'm the same way. I, I race every round like it's my last. Thank you. Oh. Right? Yeah, said individual. It's serious. It's, it is serious to me. I don't care if it's racing a rental car or a top field dragster or right. a go kart. That's right. Knocking the knocking the top light out is serious business. Dude, why you got to go there? Dude, it's the same thing, right? I, I guess. Yeah, if I you got to totally do it, hey, hey, if if you got to put it out, you put it out. You know, that's, I, and that's what I, I that's what I'm doing. I'm putting it out. But also all what right. I'm putting out is let's put out our thank yous to all of our partners that have been involved as we close out this show. We've been gone for two weeks. We hope that you guys will like, share, comment, download, tell your friends. We are back. Cam, I've got to load up. I'm going to St. Louis to be part of the NMCA Pro Mod show this week. And then I'll be in Indy next week. Cannot wait to get back after it. But Cam, dude, tell your wife we said hello. I'm out. Will do. Sounds good. Um, hopefully one of these days, because um, I have a feeling that every race is going to be an indie before too long, um, I'll be able to join you at some point in time. But uh, until then, keep it on four wheels, you know, and uh, yeah, let's, let's just go one more round. Would be great. So you can hold up some sort of a gold man. Yeah. And yeah, we'll go from there. So, but yes, thanks to uh, CBD, MD, Manscaped, KNN, our new partners, and uh, big shout out to LB Trailer Sales, Motion Race Works. Um, you know, we uh, appreciate everybody sticking with us, and we know it's very hard times out there for a lot of people. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening to the show, and we bet. See you later. Thank you for downloading today's episode of Racers and Rental Cars podcast. Brought to you by MotionRaceworks.com. Stop by MotionRaceworks.com for all of your high-performance needs. If you need to go fast, MotionRaceworks.com. Hey, Cam. Yes, Don. You ever think about how crammed your trailer is when you go race? Dude, all the time. Race cars, golf carts, jets, power wheels, and all of his toys, his little dirt bikes, his strider bikes, all that stuff. I'm crammed. But I'm sure everybody in motorsports is feeling the same way. Well, now our audience has someone to call. They need to call Lance at lbtrailers.com. Lance is carrying over 70 motorsports haulers in stock options from top to bottom. We always talk about looking the part in motorsports, traveling up and down the road and at the track. Now you can look the part with LB Trailer Sales. Go to online to lbtrailers.com or stop by Facebook at LB Trailer Sales. You have a friend in the trailer business. And make sure to tell them that Racers and Rental Cars sent you. Thank you for listening to the Racers and Rental Cars podcast. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Motion Raceworks, Performance Data Systems, Streetway Marketing and Media, and Stupid Fast Racing, and RacersandRentalCars.com.